We're up and running? <laughs> All right. I'll pull up my script. I got my sponsors. Uh-huh. All right, are we good to go? All right. Hey, party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This is the first time anybody's ever clapped at Jeff Stormer and I am immediately put off of my game. I'll say you're that up front. You're a celebrity now. I, like, feel, I feel incredibly powerful. Take it in. And it has already gone to my head. It's worth noting, already fully gone to my head. From now on, he will walk up to any establishment and be like, do you know who I am? To, to be fair, I already did that and just oftentimes assumed the answer was no. It was uh. a sort of a disarming <laughs> technique. Um, so... This week on the show, we are coming to you live from Thirsty Dice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the greatest city on earth. Uh, as Accurate. part of the Everything is Awesome Headstrong Comedy Festival, a day of live podcasts and stand-up comedy raising money for the Headstrong Foundation, a charity supporting people with cancer. Uh, you can list, If you're listening to this episode, whether you're live here at Thirsty Dice or, at, or listening at home later on, you can donate at bit.ly slash headstrongfest. We also have a coffee can uh, raising money here at, the, here at live uh, Thirsty Dice itself. But all of that is aside from the point, because we are here to play a role-playing game for two people, as is the party of one way. Uh, this week, I am joined by uh, I am joined by my good friend, CJ. Hi, Jeff. CJ, why don't you tell the people what they might know you from, any projects you've got going on that you might want them to know about? Sure. Uh, well, I am an uh, uh, actor in the Philly area. Um, I use they, them pronouns. And um, I actually have a podcast myself called My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast. Uh, what we do is we interview members of the queer community to try to figure out, yeah, we try to figure out what is on the infamous gay agenda that people keep talking about because I didn't get anything in the mail regarding that, and I'm just about as gay as it gets, so... It's, it's a very good podcast. I've been on it. I've listened to great, a great deal of it. I highly recommend it. Um... And I feel like we're getting close. I feel like we're close to figuring out the agenda. And a lot of times it is, it is exactly as low-key and, and wholesome as I expect it to be. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but usually people just come in and they're like, I want to pet my dog more, or, like, I want to learn the guitar, or I want to have, like, basic human rights. Like, it's really casual, actually. A lot of the ordinary stuff, right? Like, yeah. A lot of the basic stuff. Yeah. You'd think. You'd think. You would think, and yet <laughs> here we are. Um, so this week we are playing a little game, a little tiny sort of indie game called Fiasco. Maybe um, you've heard you of it. You may not have heard of it. <laughs> um, it is, of course, one of the sort of seminary story games, one of the pioneering games of indie RPGs. Um, it, is, it, is a, it is a staple of the story game movement. Basically, any game that requires index cards or multicolored dice owes a little bit to Fiasco. And today we're going to figure out how it plays with two players, and I am overwhelmingly excited. Yeah. So, um, to start with Fiasco, the first thing we have to do is decide on a playset. We have decided on a playset from the Fiasco website called Break a Leg, written by Megan Peterson and John Kelly. Fiasco is, of course, designed by Jason Morningstar. Uh, it is a game of people with uh, short ambition and uh, what, what's the exact phrasing of the game? Let me find, let me find the exact phrasing because it's very good. 
Small-time capers gone disastrously wrong. A game of ordinary people with powerful ambition and poor impulse pulse control, which really, the, the staples of good drama, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because we are playing here in a live theater environment, it is only appropriate that Break a Leg, written by Megan Peterson and John Kelly, is the fiasco playset of a small-time theater production. It is perfect for the small-town theater production that we are putting on today. And perfect for me because of my career and what it is I do and who I am as a person. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an extremely good fit. Every part of this is an extremely good fit that I'm very excited about. I'm, I was reading over the playlist before, and I'm like, oh, my God, I've met every single one of these people. Yeah, right? Yeah. In the, in the small amount of time that I was in theater, I had the same, all of the same experiences. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we've got our play set. We've got, we've got our game. The first thing we're going to do is, uh, per the rules of the Fiasco rulebook, which I have in front of me, we're going to roll a bunch of dice into a pile. Yeah. All right. So we are going to take uh, four dice per player, two black and two white. Uh, an important note about how we're going to be playing this with two players is we're each going to be creating two characters. So we're each going to be rolling four black and four white dice. The goal here is to make a nice large pool of interconnected jerks that, that later on we can torture and torment and sort of have bounce off of each other. Right. So we'll each grab four white dice and four black dice. Uh, Two, three, four. And we're going to roll them into a central pile. I've already dropped my die on the ground. Oh, I'm, I'm expecting all of these dice to go just flying in all directions. It'll, it'll turn up. We'll find it. All right, so we've... Yeah. So we've got our, our pile of central dice. Uh, and what we're going to do now is take some index cards and take our playset and create a web of connected relationships. Our playset has six categories. Those are family, work, friendship, romance, history, and community. And we're going to use those. The first thing we're going to do is take four index cards. We've got four characters. Each of us will be creating two characters during this. Yes. That we will control. And so the way that I figure this will work is my two characters will have relationships to both of your two characters, and your two characters will have a relationship to both of mine. That way our characters are interconnected, and we don't find ourselves in, in a situation where it's like, all right, this scene is between my character and my character. You can sit here for five minutes. <laughs> my one-person show of Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, man, I... I I feel like I, I feel like I would love to put on a one-person show just because of my pure, like, unabated ego. I've been in a one-person show. It's a lot of pressure, so. I feel. Ad I feel none. Jeff does never feel pressure. That's yeah. For Jeff better, keeps it cool. For better and for worse. <laughs> so, uh, so we have our dice in front of us. All of them are from num one, numbered one to six. We, we will pick one of the numbers and associate that with the relationship that two of our characters have to uh, the other players. Right. So I'm definitely going to take a two. I'm going to take this white two. The only two. We have a lot of threes and sixes. We have a lot of threes and sixes, which tells me we're going to have a lot of friends and community members. But I'm taking two because right. I want to have a work relationship. I feel like if we're in a theater production. Right. Work, work seems right. So I'm, taking, I'm taking two to make, make a work relationship here. Okay. Um, I am going to take a 
Our one is family. Our three is uh, friendship. friendship. Four is romance. And There's no six fives. is, we have no fives. And six is community. Um, I'm sort of feeling community. I feel like that's a good, that's a good start to a relationship. Especially in like the theater world. Like I feel yeah. like we're talking like community theater. Yeah, Everybody's yeah, yeah. a volunteer has to pay to get a role. Yeah, for sure. And I kind of picture we're a theater production in a not very large town. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're so talking that, like South Jersey town. Got all their coins together to put on guys and dolls type thing. The, the, so you're, you're talking about the exact theater that I have history with is that small <laughs> South Jersey town. Uh, so I'm going to take, do I want, I don't think I want to go with family. I don't right. think, I'm, I think I might also take the community. I think I'm going to also take a community. Oh, okay. Can we double up like that? I th- actually, I think I'm going to go friendship. Friendship? Okay. Friendship feels I solid. genuinely didn't know. No, I wasn't I'm being not, like, I think can you, you can, but I think friendship is more interesting to me if we're, if there's like, because that makes a little bit of a, like a faction arrangement. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you want to go with uh, family, friendship, romance, or community? Am I allowed at this point to, um, even though we don't have all the yes. categories, to specify a particular Yes, absolutely. One? Great. I'd love to specify, um, I think, work. Okay. Um, and I'd like to use a three to make us artistes. Oh, that's very good. We're not just artists. We are artistes. Oh, that's very good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad that our theater production is made up of artistes. <laughs> Yes. We're going to break out of this small South Jersey town through the power <laughs> of theater. We are going to Broadway. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Nobody has more faith in us than us. It's true. It's true. And also the characters that we're playing in this podcast. Yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. true of that. I have faith in whoever these characters will be. It won't be earned, but... Oh, I'm definitely making us friends for the good of the production. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. Yeah, that that feels right. All right. Um, uh, Can I see the subsets for community? Yes. We have alcoholic and sponsor. We have dubious side project. We have Diva and Ingenue, we have Bitter Rivals, and we have Mentor and Protégé. We have no fives, so there will be no stock players in our production. Right. Well, I think we're out of ones as well, so we oh, can't yeah. do um, Alcoholic and, and we can't do Dubious Side Project right. either. I think we just have um, Diva and Ingenue, Bitter Rivals. Or and, Mentor uh, and Protégé. Mentor and Protégé. Um, hmm. I... I feel like we can't really do Diva and Ingenue since we already have artistes. Right. That's a lot of big heads clashing together. Um, so I'm wondering if we can then go into Mentor and Protégé. I think it's solid. So what's our last relationship? What's our last core relationship? Our options are... Um, friends, romance, and community. I feel like we already have um, friends and community on the board, so we're either diving up on one of those, which 
maybe fine. Or um, doing a new one with the romance right. one. So that is up to you. Let's go with romance. All I right. think romance is fun. All right. I feel like you Many can't have a... Many people would agree with you. You can't have a small town... You cannot have a small town theater production without a fair amount of, like, real, real awkward romance. Yes, yes. Okay, so that leaves me... Um, if I am to specify romance there... Um, oh. Yeah, I'm going to stick with romance, but it's worth noting that the, that the last die that we put... No, no, we have a few more things to put down. The last die that we roll will be a wild dice. So you can... So when we finally decide on what the last thing is... Plus, we still need to specify our needs, locations, yeah. and uh, all that. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. I could pick um, thespian and non-thespian. It's just a crush, nothing serious. Which is in quotes. Or one night stand. All very, all uh, very good small time yeah, theater. But it's just a crush, nothing serious. Really, I, I do feel like I have to pick that one. That feels real good. <laughs> So now we're going to pick our needs. We have uh, needs. Each character is going to pick a need, something they need from, is it from the other person or just in general? Let me double check. I have the rule book in front of me. Needs stem from unmet desire. Once They just want something that they do not have. Oh, each it defines the relationship. It's something right. that okay, is something yeah. that either one person has and the other person don't, or it's something we both don't have. Okay. But it's something that will affect both sides of the relationship if that need is met or unmet. Got it. So, uh, let's see. Uh, with threes, four, and six on the board, we our have options are to get more, to get more revenge, to get famous. Or to get respect. Oh, okay. and it's me. Uh, it can be either of us if you have if you have one that you really really want. I feel like our artists want to get respect. I think they Nespa? do. Yeah, yeah, that feels right. Oh, and I'm definitely gonna throw the other six on top of that. Okay. I'm definitely throwing the other six on top of that because we will die without it. Yep, the <laughs> option six for to get respect is because you'll die without it. We must be respected for our art. People must understand. Oh, that's very good. Um, so, hold on. Uh, I think I am going to... Does this then limit, sorry, just from, because we still need a location and a uh, yes. object, right? So, so like, we'll have one more set of needs, right? Because we have, did I, how did, hold on, I'm trying to remember how this works now. Hold on, there's the, di oh yeah. So I think like each, re each relationship gets object, location, Oh, yeah, right. Yes, you're right. So, yeah, so I think one can double up on them. Like, yeah. we can have, like, two um, relationships have a need, but then the other has to have a location and an object. Right, yes. Okay, great, great, great. Perfect. So I'm going to go with a location. Great. Uh, we have threes and fours. We either have the neighborhood or a place to crash. We also have one six left. Oh, we have one six, so it can also be a cast party. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> PG-13? Yep. A uh, frick. I got to go cast party. I have to go cast party. Yep. 
it's going to be the most PG-13 cast party of all time. Oh, and it's got to go, it's got to go, it's got to go here, right? It's got to go with our, it's got to go with our romance, right? Yeah, okay. And with threes and fours left, looks like my options are the chicken hut, if I was specifying the um, cast party. The options are the chicken, the hut, chicken hut or a or muddy, muddy field. <laughs> Or a muddy field off County Road 16. Um, I'm going to pick three just because I do want to keep our options right. open for yeah. the object. That feels right. Uh, so that's the chicken hut. The chicken hut. <laughs> so I actually had a conversation with someone recently, and I want to ask you an important question. Yes. Because I, I had a conversation with a friend who had staged a theater production mm -hmm. that it, that prominently involved a Burger King. And like, I had asked, I'd asked him the question that I would like to now ask you. Yes. Is our production literally happening in the chicken hut? I need the audience to, is saying yes. Right. No, a site-specific... Uh, oh, as somebody who uh, performs at bars and things like that all of the time, I feel almost certainly yes. Yeah, it's almost... It's got to be... I, it might just be the only place with enough space that we can, like, turn it into an event. Oh, good Lord. It's going to be exactly like the um, Hedwig and the Angry Inch movie, where um, Hedwig is always performing inside of, like, the diner and stuff yep. like that, and nobody is paying attention yeah. to her whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, we're definitely we're definitely staging, and then the cast party is just in a different area of the chicken hut. <laughs> you're like, the, you take your applaud, and you're like... All right, should we, like, find a table or what? Yeah, we should probably just, uh, I put, I put my name in. It's going to be, like, a 20-minute wait. <laughs> oh, that's, okay. All right, so we have, uh, we the have an object, object and, and then we can go with another need or another uh, another anything. Right. Okay. Uh, let's set out the object now, I feel like. All right, let's set the object. We have threes and fours, which is a technical uh -huh. or a dubious. Oh, man. If we go with a dubious, it's a severed finger. Right. And if we go with a technical, it is either glow tape, lots and lots of glow tape, or a trap door. I feel like if, we're, if we are going in the direction of staging this inside of a non-traditional theater space, technical almost lends itself to that. Because trying yeah. to stage anywhere that's not a stage is a disaster. Yeah, that feels right. That feels right. Where do we want to... I think... Possibly under mentor. I and think protege? mentor and protege feels right. Yeah, because I think that would be something the mentor would bring and be like, "Listen, you're gonna need." Okay, does this chicken hut have a trap door, or did, or did they just bring a ton of glow tape? Are they trying to build a trap door in the chicken? Oh my hut? god, they're just—they brought a platform with a trap door, and they've just like put it in the corner of this chicken hut. Oh my god! I think it's what it has to be. That's what I feel confident in. You gotta follow right. your heart. Yep. Which is which also works because the last one's gonna be a wild die, so like we aren't just limited yeah. to three. Yeah, now we're now we're now we're now we're now we're whatever we want it to be. Do we want yeah. another location? Do we want some more needs? Do we want another object? Um Hmm. I feel like our location is already so set yep. that I don't think we need another one. Okay. Um, even if it does take place, like if we do have a scene outside of the chicken hut, yep. like I already feel like so solid. I feel in the like I feel hut. like I feel like we well, this is a good one set. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, drama. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, so there's 
object or a need? I almost want another need. I think another need is good. I, as an actor, I love an objective. Do we want to get laid, to get revenge, to get more revenge, to get famous, to get out, or more respect? Well, it's the last die that's a wild, right? So It's the last die still... for each of us, so technically like, we'll both pick one. Oh, okay. Hmm. So it... I almost want either revenge or more revenge. I think, I think that feels good. I that feels at... good because it defines our friendship for the yeah. show. I already feel like there's enough stage drama going on. Yep. I want some like drama drama. Okay. Do we want revenge or more revenge? The, the crowd is... The crowd goes wild for more revenge. Okay. All right. Which means that my six options are... Uh, we can get more revenge on the actor who can never find her light. I can get more revenge on the playwright that keeps cutting my scenes. I can get it on the wealthy patron who thinks they call the shots. That one feels very good. On that one particular reviewer. On the bastards who will not cut me a check. Or on the small-minded people who do not appreciate innovative, quality theater when they, appre- when they see it. I, bearing in mind that this is attached to the friendship one. Yes. So I feel like any one of these are probably good. real good. I feel like... I, I'm going to go patron because patron? I specifically want it to be the manager and owner of the chicken hut. Wow, yep. I want it to be that we, that we are so angry that they have like... Given us fairly reasonable requests. They're just like, hey, there's a scene where you're eating. Could you be eating our chicken sandwiches? We'll provide them to you for free. But all we ask is that you maybe have a line like, mm, this chicken sandwich is delicious. And we're like, how dare you? How? Yeah. So let's see. So we have our four characters. If we well, we have four relationships. I'm trying to think of the ways they intertwine. Right. I think if so, if we swap these two, then we'll, okay. relate, then we'll each relate to the other the other person's two. I think that's how uh, that would work. Yeah, I can't recognize which ones were which originally. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, if yeah. we swap those two. So what we have is two friends who are friends for the sake of the show. Yes. One of whom is... One of whom is crushing on the other and doesn't want to admit it. Right. And the other of whom is being mentored by an older artiste. So we have an older artiste. We have, uh, we have a young person who's got a crush. Uh-huh. We have an artiste. We have, like, oh, this is a good relationship because we have work artists and mentor but not protege. So we have somebody who is, like, trying to be, the, trying to be their protege and, not, and they're not. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. So let write down like Yeah, let's start fleshing out these characters a little bit. Seems like they may be in different colors. 
All right, so. So I think my character's name is, is, is Francois Lorraine. That is a very artiste name. It's a stage. It's a stage name. Francois wants to be wants to be the mentor of a, wants to be the protege of our mentor, and wants to be recognized as this. Wants to be respected as part of that. Okay, so your character lives in the middle in that of space. This. Yeah. Great. Okay. Wants respect, and wants respect specifically from our mentor. Got it. Uh, the other one, the one that I'm looking out yep. is another artiste. Yep. Who also is either on one end or the other of an it's just a crush, nothing serious type situation. Got it. Great. So I'm going to say, as they are an artiste, um, okay. Francois' pronouns are he, his, and he called his state, his real name is Frank, and he changed it after he had a study abroad in France, and he came back and insisted his name was Francois. It was his stage, he decided that was his, like, production name. He decided that would be his, his actorly name. Um, so, I am, uh, this person, her name is Fabula, she uses she, her pronouns, and her, she has named herself after the uh, main character in Wicked, but the book Wicked, not the musical and Wicked. is very insistent on that. <laughs> yes. This is a move that 7th grade CJ almost tried to pull. Oh, very, very This good. is based in almost real life. <laughs> okay, good. Well, then I'm going to pull some real life here. Great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live in this space. Great. Between friendship and, between friendship and protege. Sure. Uh, I'm going to make... Um, I'm going to call her Tina Smith. Okay. Tina Smith, is she her? Uh Uh-huh. She actually doesn't really want to be in the show, but she has been, but her friend, who is her mentor, has insisted that she be a part of the show. Oh, okay. Her her friend is trying to be like, you'll see. Like, once you, you'll you'll do this one show and it's going to change your life. And is primarily just here to hang out with her friend and, like, have fun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, okay. Which is my actual real-life gateway into theater is that, like, my dear friend and podcast partner, Aaron Catano Saez, was in a production of Jesus Christ Superstar that needed that needed apostles. And he was like, Jeff, would you be a part of this? And I was like, yeah, I'll come hang out with yeah, you for I a guess. few hours a week. That's fine. I guess I'll try theater. All right. Um, here, to ma- here to make friends. I'm going to add the detail because the, no, we, this relationship is, so, so Tina also works at the chicken hut, which is, I think, how we got our in because she wants okay. to stick it to the manager. Okay. And likewise, I'm saying that um, my next character that I'm creating is in a position of authority in the production. Yep. So as to butt heads with. Um, chicken Hut Authority. Good. Very um, good. So, I am going to say that and Francois lives here. Great. 
And uh, the final character, Jamie Adam, uh, they use they, them pronouns, and they are the assistant director. Good. They are very proud of this fact. Yes. So, I, so does that mean that they are Tina's mentor and they're the ones that have brought them on? Um, well, I think that aren't Jamie and Tina friends for the oh, yeah, you're purpose right. of the show? You're right. And we're working together against the patron who thinks yep. they're hot shit. Yep. Great. So, we've got to review Francois Lorraine. Yep. He wants respect, and he's not getting it. He is uh, taking on Tina in order yep. to show her the ways of the theater, yep. how beautiful it is. Tina, in the meanwhile, is just trying to kind of do her job at Chicky Hut. Yep. Um, and is friends for the good of the show alone with the assistant director, Jamie, who is in a it's just a crush, nothing serious relation with Fabula, who is an artiste. Yep. And I'm going to say that Fablo is probably the one pining for Jamie. Sure. Like, the, the Fablo very much lends herself to a, uh, she's singing on my own yep. in the shower type character. And it's, it would be pretty natural that she, would, that she would fall for the assistant director. I think there's a little bit of like, it's a pat, like it's, yeah. oh, they're putting on this show. Right. They're the ones making this art happen. Yeah. But they are both exactly the same age. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's, it's not, like, really a power dynamic because, like, I have been an assistant director and we have no power to oh, speak yeah. of. But there's Fabula nothing just, there. Fabula just thinks that there's, like, a lot of power happening and it's... It, uh, like, a, like a highly respected position. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. You're working with the director. Ironically, the most powerful person here is probably Tina only because she's, she has the actual, like, ear yeah. of the manager because she's the one that works here. Yep, 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 yep. But she also has the most to lose because this is her job. Mm. Yeah, she's at financial risk. Yep. So we've got our characters, we've got our setup, which means we're ready to start Act 1. Woo! So what we're going to do at the start is we're going to take away half of these dice only to speed up the game since we're a little times crunch and there's only two of us, so we're not making, like, twice as many scenes. Perfect. So we now have eight dice in front of us, four white and four black. After we've done four scenes, we will cut for act one, introduce the tilt, do the act two, and then we will have our wrap-up. Great. So, would you like to go first or should I? Um, lead the way. All right. So I'm going to pick one of our characters. I'm going to set a scene. And when setting a scene... Excuse me. When setting a scene, uh, you can decide whether you want to establish the scene, which is you say what happens, in, you say how the scene starts, we play it out, and then we decide if it ends in their favor or against them. Or you can uh, decide how this, you can announce in advance how the scene's going to end, and then it goes to the table to sort of decide how that scene plays out. Oh, okay. That's different than I usually do it. How do you usually do it? I usually do it like, okay, so if you chose to establish the scene, right. then you would get to pick, like, location, who's going to be there, and all right. that stuff. Um, if you said that you're going to resolve, then you would delegate that to me. I would establish the scene, but if you chose to resolve, at the end, you got to decide what happened at the end, but after it played out. Right. I think, we're, I think that's, that's what I was trying to describe it oh, as. Oh, okay. I thought that at the beginning of the scene, you're going to be like, and then Fabula kills Fred Small. Oh, no. All right, yeah, here we it's go. Like, it's scene like you away. set you set the scene, we play it out, or you say or you say like I, I have ultimate discretion on how it plays out. Gotta gotta got. Okay, great. So I think I'm going to I think I would like to resolve a scene. 
Okay. With, I would like to resolve a scene based around Tina. Okay. So you're going to play as uh, Tina for the first Yeah, I'm going to play as Tina for the first scene because I think, like, Tina has the most, like, log- has the most, like, log- if we're setting the scene around the logistics of it and setting the stage, I think Tina is the best point of view character. Okay, great. And, um, and so now I'm going to establish. Yeah. Great. I'm going to say that this uh, takes place at the Chicken Hut. Yep. Um, and it is a pre-tech week meeting. Sure. Um, between uh, people who have more authority over Tina and Jamie. Yep. But Tina and Jamie are there. Yes. Their, their bosses, respective bosses have probably asked them to stop by to say, take notes or things like that. But they are... Uh, by stretch of the imagination, part of these decision-making Yes, yes, things. we're here. We're here. Largely, conversations are happening around us. Yes. And it's just, okay, great. Yes. And so I think, I think this scene might be playing out, like, in between conversations. Like, some, like our bosses have stepped... Like, our boss, like, the, the manager of the Chicken Hut and the director of the theater program have stepped away for a moment and, like, are getting the food from trays... Yeah. And we have, like, a brief moment to, like, hash out our vision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, I think this is going well. All right. How, how do you feel about it? I mean, you're the director. I don't... You... Or, I'm sorry, assistant. Assistant, assistant. No, that's the director over there of course, uh, of, of, handling the uh, the chicken salad, chicken fried sandwich. Right, right. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Interesting, interesting uh, menu options you have here, by the way. We. Um, I didn't think that you could fry chicken salad. You but. would think. It's really, it's really. It, you have to mold it into a ball first, and then you fry the ball. I know it, you, it sounds like you sort of fry the whole thing, but it's only really the dough ball around the salad that is getting fried. I can't tell if that is worse. Uh, it's not great. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, mm. I'm sorry. Can I, can, I, can I just say something? Um, I'm a little, I mean, you, you're asking how I am. Sure, yes. yeah, yeah. I am a little stressed, and a lot of that is because... Um, you know, the theater. I don't, do you have any experience in the theater? It's stressful. It's I, stressful. I don't, I don't, but right. I am at work right now. Sure, no, 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 I no. Need no. You to, I just, okay, but if we're talking about stress, I need you to understand. I am literally at work. I'm wearing a hat. Right. With a picture of a chicken. Right. That is on fire. So you also hate your job. Yeah. yeah. Great, because I, and again, try, trying to be honest here, sort of hate your job too. Great. I, I just, I, I like, it's tough because, like, you know, you want to carry out an artistic vision and sure, things sure, sure. like that. Like, you have dreams. Um, and, uh, oh, a weird way to put it, but yeah, sure. <laughs> and it's hard to stage a mid, a mid chicken huts dream when, um, a lot of my mid chicken huts dreams have been uh, uh, pretty much shut down by, Management. I understand. And this is not against you because I know you're not management. Sure, I appreciate. I appreciate that. Right. And can I be real with you? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, great. Can we talk about this? No, yeah, for real, for real. Okay, for real. Can we talk about Roy? It's Roy. It's Roy. It's Roy. Oh my god. Roy. Oh my god. Every every time, and it's always it's always like, hey, can I? Can we talk? Can we talk? Hold on. Wait. 
No, good. They're out okay, of fried. Okay, they're out of fried. They're, they're going to be there okay, for like okay, two okay. more minutes. We're good. Like he always does that thing where like they'll come over and be like, knock, knock. And then like, oh and then just God. be like, it's oh my God. so passive. Oh my God. So passive aggressive. You and yet constantly in my way. It's you think that's bad in like a theater consultant? Imagine that in a boss. Oh my God. And you're probably not making enough for that. I'm super not. Yeah, and I don't I'm, know why they think we're gonna get tips at the Chicken Hut. Do they ask you to get tips? Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, when's the last time you tipped us at the Chicken Hut? Literally never. I'm I sorry. I, uh, I absolutely th- never. Th- you know, I'm sorry. That was a little passive of me. I should have directly called that out, and I apologize. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm, tr- I'm trying no. not to sound like Roy. I'm no, listen, we're, we're in this together. Okay. Right. What if we were just really passive? Okay. What if like we just. What if we gave it right back to him, right? Okay. Like, just hear me out. All right. I'm hearing you. What if we just, like, everything he said, we were, like, smiles, and then we just, like, did it. We just didn't follow through because he didn't directly ask us. Mm, and then later when he's like, I told you to do this. We're like, I, no, you be like, really didn't. No, you walked up and said, knock, knock, you and then suggested so, I may do something. It would be so much fun if this happened and then walked off. Right, right. You you were making a suggestion, but I mean that's the only way he's gonna learn, right? Yeah, yeah. That's it. I feel like this is. I feel like I feel like I finally get you a little bit. I feel like our. I feel like this finally works a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Oh my god, they're coming back. Oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Seriously, okay. it's gonna be such a great show. I can't. I can. Have you tried the fried chicken salad balls? I have been very nervous to try. Oh, the fried they're chicken. so good. You're gonna love them. I believe me. Believe me. Does anybody else need water? I. I I'm so sorry. Does anybody else need water? Anything? Anything? And I think that's seen. Great. So I feel like I, I don't want to decide for you because taking, you're I'm resolving. I'm definitely taking a white dice for that. Yeah, I yeah. I feel yeah. like that, that. I feel like we've. I feel like I've definitely moved move towards the thing that I want in that scene. Right. All right. Cool. So what do you want your scene to be? Um, are we going in cyclical order? I think I, I would say I think we can just go back and forth and pick whichever character you feel like is the right fit for the scene that you want to play out. Okay, because I feel like if we're going in like. If we were going in cyclical order, then I would be playing Jamie, but playing against Fabula. Yeah, that's why I feel like it's just, I think, if you want to stage this, I, th- I, feel, like, I feel like playing loosey-goosey with the, with the order of scenes sure. is probably the right call. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Plus, like, it probably makes sense that Fabula and Jamie will probably never directly speak to each other if they have this weird <laughs> dynamic going on. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right. I think I'm going to put on my uh, Fabula hat All right. Um, for this. And... Um, I'm also going to choose to resolve. Okay. Take the wheel. All right. Um, so, Fabula, remind me what Fabula, Fabula wants. Fabula's, remind me what, she, what she's looking for. Fabula is an artiste. Yes. She wants respect because she'll die without it. Okay. And um, she is also in a, um, it's just a crush, nothing serious, sort of unrequited uh, affections toward Jamie, the assistant director. So I think I want to play out. I think I want to play Francois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think it's the right call because I think this is a yeah. So I think the two of us, it's like we're doing like cast reads in the parking lot mm-hmm. by the dumpsters. Okay. And there are a lot of crows, like more <laughs> crows than you would think. Like you look around and think this is a lot of crows, and then more crows show yeah. up. Yeah. Because like one crow is like a lot of crows. Yeah. But like there are more there are more than crows than that. Yes, yes. Alright, so it's that. And they're much larger than you would think. Alright, yes. Alright. <sighs> oh 
Okay, shake it out. Shake it all right, out. All right. That, that reading was okay. That reading was okay. Just, you know, shake it out because I feel like we can, we can do better. I, it's just, it's having such, I, I'm just having a hard time embodying the role. It's, you know, like, I, I, I don't know if it's, I, I, like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I can't just get into a McChicken Hut's dream like I usually so, get into other shows. Uh, <laughs> I learned some things in theater camp that I think could really help you right okay, now. Okay, okay. So if you wouldn't mind. Um, All right. Try right. to embody the emotion. Try to tie it to like a real life emotion that you are feeling and convey that to the audience in the lines that you're reading. So like, let me ask you a question. Sure. Is there someone like, like feel your character's about love. They're about want, wanting. Right. What do you love? What do you want? What is what is what is the thing here that you are are looking for? Uh, well, considering that I'm playing uh, Hut, who's sort of the puck of the previous Midsummer Night's Dream, it seems that in this adaptation, what Hut wants is chicken. But, but I'm not. Take yourself out. You're still thinking in terms of, like, the fiction. What do you, right. you want, Pamela? You're right. I'm thinking about my objective, but I'm not thinking about my super objective. Think about, think about, think about Fabula, right? I don't mean to call out your stage name, but, like, no. think about, think about, like, that moment in, in Defying Gravity. That's Fabula, right? Think about that that's moment. That's Alphaba. That's the stage version. Fabula that. is from the book. Thank you. Same, same thing. Think about in the book, Defying Gravity, when that song is playing... Picture like the magic of the song. What are you? What are? What is your defy? What are you trying to defy? What is your defying gravity here? I. I think that Hut wants the chicken because it's like his destiny. You know, it's like Hut was made for chicken. Like they're in the same room as each other. Like all the time, right? Like, they're in the same class, like, they're in social studies together, and, like, they sit next to each other because their last names are pretty similar. Like, I feel like it's, like, that kind of destiny, and I feel oh, like... Oh, if, oh, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Like, like, you, 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 like hypothetically. No, Hypothetically yeah, right. speaking. Hypothetically, but, like, you really, you really want that chicken that you sit next, like, I mean, Hut wants the chicken that Hut sits next to in the social studies, Right. No, Hutt, that's Hut has to has to be with this chicken that of he sits to next to in social studies class. Of, of course, uh, uh, and and surely the chicken. I mean, and surely it's not just that the chicken is powerful and that the chicken is talented and the chicken is well traveled and the chicken is bilingual. It's that the chicken is. Oh. It's that the two of them share this connection. It is. Hmm. Well, I would say that the chicken is also really talented and also took an ASL course one time. So, like, pretty bilingual there. Um, and I would say that Hut is just just as deserving of chicken as chicken is of Hut. I would say all of those things about chicken as well. Truly, chicken is spectacular. And, of course, I can see why Hut would fawn over chicken and would love chicken because frankly the chicken loves itself more than enough i understand i I feel like 
I've, I have so many notes for your portrayal that I okay. think this will be a great. I think this is going to be a great production. Okay. I I I don't I don't know. I just uh, I I feel like I, I I keep messing this up. Like I keep trying to get into like my super objective and like my Lebon and my my link ladder and all of that. And it, I I I I, I feel, and this is my last show before I go to college. You know. Trust me. Trust me. You're doing so well. Thank you. I, I also have an idea for the dice that comes from that scene, and I don't, I, but it's your, but it is your call. Uh, I almost feel like that didn't go great for Fabula. No, I think that Fabula has conveyed the wrong message. Yes. To good old Francois. Yes, absolutely. Um, plus, like, Fabula didn't get any good acting help back there, <laughs> even a little bit. Yeah. Um, more like a terrible, terrible therapy session with a bad right. analogy. Uh, great. So, you. Uh, I think I'm going to do another scene with Francois. Okay. I like this character and I want to keep playing him. Okay. And I think I want to have a scene with Jamie. Okay. I think I'm going to establish this one because I think if, if, if Francois wants respect... I think this is I think this is a moment for Francois to demand respect. Okay. Okay. Cuz I think what is happening is Francois has cornered Jamie while Jamie is doing something else, right? Like like we're we're pra- we're rehearsing with the trapdoor and it's been very dangerous so far and people have very nearly gotten hurt, so we need to get the timing with the trapdoor down way better. Or someone's going to get injured in this chicken hut. Okay, so that's like what Francois is feeling right now. It's like someone is about to get hurt in this chicken hut tonight. No, I think Francois has come to demand a romance scene with Fabulous Kara. Has come to demand a romance scene with Hut. All right, let's go for this. So Jamie is trying to get the timing of the trap door down, and Francois has come to demand. Okay, okay. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, Um, so... It seems like you established plenty. Yeah. Then I yeah. will resolve it at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you're busy. I know you're busy. Oh, good. Thank you for recognizing that. Bye. But, but like this, I mean, I'm just, I don't mean to do your job for you, but this can wait. Great. Then you don't have to. Bye. No, 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 no. I just, have you gotten the chance to, to look over the rewrites? Um, I mean, I haven't gotten a... S- incredible I'm really busy with this trap I mean I'm sure it's been like 20 minutes I feel like that's plenty of time 20 minutes is definitely not enough time to <laughs> solve a trap door in a non-theatrical setting you realize we're doing this at a restaurant right but it's dinner theater sure <sighs> you have two minutes then I'm going back to this trap door for PS your safety and the safety of everybody on stage you are taking two minutes out of the time that I would take to make sure you're not dead. So actually, this is a win-win situation for me. Go ahead. Okay, but I, I just feel like I feel like the character of Roy needs a little bit of redemption right now. Right now, he's coming off very rude. Right, the character of Roy in Mid Chicken Hut's dream. Yeah. First off, I, I feel like I don't really know where the character's coming from, but I feel like. I think that this whole thing sort of lost the plot. I don't think it has a lot to do with Midsummer Night's Dream anymore, the original source so material. So, like, this is our opportunity to bring it back, bring a little bit of, like, you know, unrequited love. Listen, listen. All I'm saying is, like, I think that this romance subplot is, is valuable and important. Uh-huh. And I think that it gives Roy a little bit of human character, right? And it, 
It gives the people what they want. Roy? Yeah, the people want Roy. I mean, first off, first off, it's more lines for Roy, which we all agree is the most valuable character in the play. I... That aside, I feel that there... I, I sort of... I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I sort of agree with you. I mean, there's really only the one uh, romantic moment in the whole show, and it's between... Todd and Frederick, we really got far away from Midsummer Night's Dream. Listen, this is a new. This is new. Here's the, can I can I speak to you as a professional for a moment? <laughs> you can try. <laughs> I feel like by freeing ourselves from a Midsummer Night's Dream, we have embraced the future of theater. We are no longer bound to the ways of old. We can throw out that right. We are doing new things here that people are gonna talk about this production, they're gonna talk about your production. Cause let's be real, the director doesn't know what they're doing. And your two minutes are up. I'll tell you what, you take the script, because once again, I am so busy with this trap door. You take the script, you can write down little post-it notes about what ideas you have for Roy, and then come find me later with your rewrites, quote, 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 quotes, when I am not Busy. <laughs> yep. Okay? Yep. And it's just the longest shot of me holding the script, and it's just slowly zooming in on my face. I have given you ultimate power. <laughs> it's the worst idea that can be given. Yes. All right. Um, so we've got one more what's, what's scene. Our, yeah. We've got our, one more scene to do, and it's Jamie-led, I think. Yeah, I think, it's got, a, I think it's a Jamie scene. Yes. So who's it? So do you want to resolve or do you want to establish? Um, I'll resolve. Okay. Let's see. I think I need. I think I want a scene between Jamie. I think Tina's also there, but I also kind of. I think Tina's there. No, you know what the scene is. Mm-hmm. It's after Roy has helpfully come and said. I feel like we're having a lot of problems with this trap door. It might just, like, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know about it. Seems like a lot. Okay. And that's the entire interaction. Like, that was the suggestion that Roy made. To Jamie? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're setting up a scene. No, you know what? Actually, yeah. I think he says it to Tina, and I have to, and Tina's, like, has, con- has just conveyed this to, to Jamie, and the two of them are having their, like, their post-talk meeting. Mm, you know what I would love? All right. Yeah, if because I feel like now that we're at the end of Act One, we want to establish this revenge shit. Yeah, I think that I think this is us. Like, yeah, let's is, set let's let's set that shit yeah, up. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I promise to curse less, and I just no, you're took fine. A break from that. You're totally fine. Oops. I think that's perfect. I Sorry think. if there's any kids in earshot. I think you are the only people in earshot in this entire establishment. We apologize. We do apologize. You, I, I apologize lost, for saying that cuss word. We lost the audience. It's over now. That's it. That's it. That's the law of theater. <laughs> now it's just us playing RPGs with, but louder. I will give them each $5 if they can hear me. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. All right, here we go. So that, did you establish where we are specifically? Where do we think we are? Like, where do we? Th- you know where we are? Yeah. We're in Tina's car. The okay. driver's seat and the passenger seat. It is. Give me a second. Okay. 
It is a 2000... This is, I think, roughly present day. Uh-huh. And this is a 2012 uh, electric blue PT Cruiser. Which is We're my really mother's, undercover. Which, which is my exact, my mother's exact car for years. It might still be her car. Thank God. All right. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, um, this is Tina's car. So, yep. Jamie steps into and the passenger seat. Tina's just holding the wheel. Like, the car's not moving. She's just holding the wheel. All right. Take seven breaths to breathe. Seven seconds to breathe in. Then One. 11 seconds to breathe out. All right. I don't want to I don't want okay. to critique you or anything. You just seem tense. No, I. Seven seconds in. in. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And 11, 11 seconds, seconds out. out. One, two, three, One, two, three four, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay. All right. There no, you go. I'm there you go. I'm, I'm better. All right. Better. Talk about it. Talk to me. He comes up to me. Smiles. Is it Roy? It's Roy. You know Roy. it's Roy. You know it's Roy. Roy. Comes up to me, smiles, and uh-huh. I I think he's telling us that we have to get rid of the trap door. But, huh. like, I don't even know. Like, it was vaguer. It was somehow vaguer than usual. Do you recall what his exact words were? So the trap door seems to be a lot, right? Okay. That's it. That's, That's it. That's all he said. And then walked off. Mm. I'm not even sure that was an order. But he did the knock-knock. I'm not even sure if that was a sentence. Right? I... Okay, well, from my end, and it's okay if you disagree with me, but from my end, we can't get rid of that trap door. It's the entire... It's, it's, it's the swan song of this production. Okay, I'm not... I, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to diminish the production. I know you've worked very hard on it. Sure, yeah. It's the only part of the show that I enjoy is coming out of that trap door. No, I get it. It's I get the it. only part of the show that I, like... Like, I'm just, you know that I'm not, like, 100%, right? Right. No, no, okay. no, no. Like, that's the I only... get, like, a solid 60% if it's a good day and you've had your Diet Coke two hours before. That feel, okay, good. You're getting the amount that I want you to, con- to get. But, right. like, when I'm coming through that trap door, I'm at 100. Right. Like, that's the only moment. Okay. You okay. get into that trap door, I'm out. And if I'm out, the chicken hut is out. And if the chicken hut is out, you don't have a show. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. My good friend Tina. All right. So Roy said that the trap door was a lot, right? Yeah. And that was it? Yeah. What if he wants more? I'm he, he wasn't clear about saying, it. saying, let's make the entire floor of the chicken hut a trap door. A trap door. The, the, uh, yeah. He didn't say he didn't want it to be a lot. He just said it was a lot. Yeah. Whole second floor. It's yeah. going to require a lot of nights. Right. But guess who's gone closing this week? Heck yeah. This is this is great. This is it. This, this is, is it. great. All right. We should hang out more. Yeah, we should yeah, let's Right? Let, yeah. I feel yeah. like I feel like we should hang out more. Or as the development narrator voice, they shouldn't. <laughs> they definitely they shouldn't. They should not. <laughs> great. Uh, you gotta tell me if that was good or bad for me. Uh, no, you resolve, so you tell me. Oh right. I think that hmm, I mean probably not great in the long run, but I feel like I got what I wanted. All so. right. Term good. All right. So that's our halfway point. So let's take our dice for right. the two characters that we've got. And we'll roll them. And we'll give our tilt. Right. We're going to do some dice math. Do some dice math. 
I'm at zero. I am at white two, which means by default you have the highest uh, black number because you have black zero. Okay. Just so that no, you... No, yeah, yeah. And then I have white two, so we... W- I mean, and, and we'll both be adding we a pair of confrontations anyway. That would have been it regardless. <laughs> yeah. I realized, I realized after doing that the math... That was nothing. All right. Perfect. So, um, we're going to put these dice in the center of the table. Or no, we're going to roll these dice. Yeah. Just so we have some random numbers. Yep. And now we're going to consult the tilt table. Great. Which is on page 56. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take these, these four dice, and we're going to add two things. Uh, we have a two, three, four, and six. So yep. would you like to add a tragedy, innocence, uh-huh. uh, a guilt, uh-huh. or failure? Failure. All right, we're adding failure. And this is applicable to, like, any character, yes, right? Like, we are not assigning this to any relationship. Right. right. And I have two, three, and four. Uh huh. So I have uh, something precious is on fire. A tiny mistake leads to ruin, or a good plan comes unraveled. Four would be generous, but <laughs> four would be generous. <laughs> I'd say that turning the entire floor of an establishment into a trapdoor is not a good plan per se. But also, it is important to remember that we are in a restaurant that has so many fryers. And so oh. many grills. Oh, God. Something, Something precious, precious is on fire, Something has to huh? be on fire. Because <laughs> this is a, act two, of course, is the night of the show. And so we have, uh, I believe, let me, check the, let me check the tilt and confirm. Like, I think. Are, is the tilt also a wild? No, the tilt is not a wild dice. So we have a three and a four. Right. So we can either have... Innocence? We can either have innocence collateral damage, which is very good, Mm -hmm. or we have guilt, somebody develops a conscience, also very good. I think the innocence thing, like with this sort of love triangle thing that's going on, the the innocence one might be a little stronger. I think so. That was a a collateral damage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, innocence. Um, yes, innocence collateral damage. You're right. I did a live show of this one time where uh, my partner was playing it with me, and one of the things was, like, a uh, misguided romance. So then on stage, I kissed him on the face. Very but, like, good. And we've been dating for years at that point, but, like, in the context of the show, everybody was like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's very good. They did it. All right. So now we have our final four scenes. And uh, these dice are now the ones that are up for distribution. Yes. It is three black and one white. Yes. So we're going to take turns. We're going to get our scenes, same, same establishing, same way Act 1 works. Yep. Uh, our final die, so we're going to do two scenes, uh, two scenes with the dice laid out. The other two scenes will be wild dice. We can, we can yep. swap them out for white or black dice as we choose. The final two? Yeah. Okay. So we'll have two scenes with the dice, with the dice that are there. The other two dice will be wild. Great. Okay. Uh, would you like to assign the first scene, or should I? I think it's the night. I think I think Act Two is the night of the show. Okay, night of the show. I want a scene. I want to establish a scene with Fabula. Okay. Um, and I want Francois in the mix. All right. Uh, 
What's I the, don't touch the dice yet. What am I doing? What's the scene? <laughs> what's the scene that's playing out? Um, it is the um, the dressing room, and like this is one of those uh, community theaters where like it's the one dressing room that everybody agrees ha- is co-ed, yep. specifically because a gender inclusion, and yep. more importantly, b they don't have the money to build yeah. any other rooms. Yeah. They- like this is part costume storage, prop storage. We have one they of threw those- some mirrors in there. We have one of those thrift store, like the big um, dressing, like dressing screens. Yes. That we've set up in a corner of the dining area. Yeah, and like you only use those if you're a freshman. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so it's the night of the show. We're at like an hour prior. Yeah. So um, we're right at that like before hair and makeup warm up moment. Fabula is standing in an open area of the the dressing room doing some like gratuitous warm-ups shaking her hands and doing like the shakedown self-rub and going, what did to do to die today at a minute or two till two? A distinctly difficult thing to say, but harder still to do. For the beta tattoo. Francois comes in holding a script with somehow more post-it notes. So, Fabla. Thank you for waiting until my thing was done. I am a professional, as are you. Yes, we're both professionals. We're, we're going to make amazing things happen. Oh, God, I hope so. Okay. I, wait, listen, listen. The show has been, the rehearsals have been flawless. Yes. We've, we've, we've rolled with the changes so far. Yes. And I want to preemptively thank you for rolling with just a few more changes. Right now. Yeah. I just, the last, the dress rehearsal, I felt like there were a few scenes where we could have played up uh, Hut's unrequited love for the chicken a little stronger. Okay. And I felt like there were scenes, so I've, I've, I've added a few scenes of context. Okay. Uh, I did have to cut your monologue. The entire monologue? I spent two weeks memorizing that. It's, it, parts of it have been interspersed into other things. A lot of it is now directed towards the character of Roy. It all kind of checks out in the final, in the final, in the final version uh, of the book. The director approved this? Yeah. I mean, well, Okay. You see, I was appointed senior script supervisor. Jamie, nice. Jamie himself, like, appointed me this. Okay, well, I have to trust their judgment. You have to trust their judgment. They know what they're doing. So, like, right. you yeah. have to understand, like, this is my job. Right. And, like, and this they is, are valedictorian. They are valedictorian. They have a lot on their plate. You've seen the trap doors downstairs. They're very impressive. There's a lot of them now. There are so many. There's, like, more of them, I feel like. I, uh, there were more of them than in the dress rehearsal, honestly. Which yeah. I'm, so, like, and, and, like, you know, you look at the, the trap doors. You, you rolled perfectly with those today. I did. So, like, you have to understand, like, changes are happening up to the moment of, of production. I did have to literally roll with them because I did have to roll out of the way as one and, fell by mistake. Yeah, and then roll into the other one to get your next your next uh, intro. It was a lot. It's a there lot. There were more gymnastics to this it's than a, I anticipated. It's a very... Okay, can I talk to you about, like, what I think is the most innovative theater show of the last, like, 25 years? What? Can I talk to you about a little show that I personally saw on Broadway called Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? That Julie Taymor, bless her name. Bless her name. Masterpiece? It was the most compelling piece of theater that I have ever seen. 
And you know yes. what defined that production? What? A willingness to roll with the punches or collisions or concussions, as was it represented in the play. That is what they were known for and, and nothing else. And romance. And romance. So there that's what our theory We have the first one. This is our chance to have the second one. Okay. Don't you want to have our Spider-Man turn off the dark moment? I do. Yes. So then aren't you just... Doesn't that just feel right? It does. Oh, this is going to be perfect. There's some... Uh, there's a, there's a talent scouts for the college of my dreams yeah. in the audience tonight yeah. over at that booth over there that we can see from oh. this uh, manager's office. Oh, no, they got the chicken salad balls. That's not, you're going to really want to knock it out in the first act. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to have to go after that. All right, I'll do it. All right, wonderful, 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 wonderful. Yeah. That's not a good thing for Fabla to agree to at all. No, none of this is good. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. Oh boy, do I hate Francois. Poor Fabla. Um not poor Francois. No, no, no. So I I want a scene with uh We got we got to play out a little bit of this revenge arc. Yes. I think. Yes. And I think I am going to I think I'm going to resolve Okay. Because I think I know... Yeah, I think I'm going to resolve. Okay. Uh, what character are you maining as? Uh, I'm going to play Tina. Okay. Kind of like, I think... Looking over the... Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, set the scene with, set the scene with Tina. I think... I feel like there's naturally... If you think Jamie is, is Jamie's here, if you think they're doing something else, I'm going to leave all that, like, a lot of that in your hands. Like, where is Tina moments before the show is starting? Sure. Um, hmm. I'm wondering if this could be a good moment for a Tina solo scene. I'm into that. Okay. Um, I think that to establish Tina is in the uh, break room, yeah. but the break room is kind of like small area next to the kitchen, right. like where they kind of just put down some folded chairs and things like that. Uh, you know what? No, rather she's in like the bathroom in the back, the one that customers are not allowed yep, in. Yep. Um, because that is a place where she will have absolute, complete privacy. The only, the only place spot. in the restaurant where she will have absolute only privacy. Only spot. Yes. Okay. So I think that she is there and she is plotting something. Yep. Okay. So she runs in. Um, okay. Okay. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. Trapdoors are everywhere. We're feeling very good. The cues are, oh my God, his face was so perfect. His face was so good. And at the important, his face was so good. Oh my God, I cannot believe. How do you stage an entire production and only book one person in the back who is also in the show? You have to know better. You know what, Roy? You deserve this. You deserve this. You deserve this, Roy. Tina? This is your greatest moment at the Chicken Hut. This is it. You're going to run the back. You're going to make your entrance. You're going to jump through a trap door. It's going to be extremely cool. Extremely cool. You're with your friends. You know, everybody's cool. You've got this friendship with Jamie, sort of a buddy cop dynamic going. They're very by the books. You're very free-flowing. It's all very good. It's all very good. There's a, there's, I'm, I'm feeling a buzz. I'm hearing a beeping noise in my head. It's all great. It's all great. Is that in my head? Is that a beeping noise in my It's fine. No, it's just in my head. It's jitters. It's nerves. It's nerves. Okay. Breathe in. Whew. In and out. 
Seven seconds in. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eleven seconds. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't know what I don't know what got in my lungs at that moment. It's fine. It's all fine. It's all fine. It's time for your big break. It's time for your big break. And I think that's my monologue. Yep. Sorry. And I think that's yeah. I think that's gonna be a black dice because in fact the chicken hood is now on fire. Yeah. Um. So I think that the next scene, I think like that sets up. Yep. But by the time we're aftermathing, the chicken hut is on fire. So yes. I want to jump back in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is going to be uh, Jamie. Um, that's the last character I have to control. Um, what do I want Jamie to do? Mm, can I do a Jamie solo moment? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Jamie is in their car parked in front of the chicken hut because that is the only place that they can have any ounce of privacy. Nowhere in the chicken hut will that happen. Jamie has uh, in her hand a couple of uh, programs that she, her, they themselves have printed up for um, the show tonight. Yep. They also have, uh, uh, like, this was the best that they could do at such short notice. Their mom's like margarita mix, which she feels is probably the most flammable thing right. in their parents' home. And they are looking at the now drenched in margarita mix programs yep. and just going, okay, okay. Tina said this job sucks. And my job sucks. And Roy sucks. I'm not going to, I'm not going to set anything on fire. But just in case it happens... Who could say? It's a restaurant. Fires happen. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. No, this is stupid. This is stupid. I hate this idea already. This is the worst. Okay, nope, nope. Jamie, this is just pre show stress. (laughs) Every performer and person working in theater has felt like setting their establishment on fire at least once during a show. Right? Yeah. Okay. That's just stupid. I'm just going to leave all this in my car, and I'm just going to head in, I'm going to do the show. And Jamie uh, gets their bag, closes the door. Their bag contains one program. Oh, my God. I love it. Okay. Um, I think that's... So these are wild dice. These can be either. Uh I think that's got to be... Black. Yeah. I think that's got to be a black. So I know very well what I want my last scene to be. Okay. I would like to establish, because I want a scene in intermission, in which um, I want a little bit of a pre-aftermath reckoning okay. between Fabula and Francois, uh-huh. where all, like, the, re- the last round of rewrites have been the most, like, obvious ever. Yeah. And I want that moment where, like, 
Francois is confronted with the fact that, like, he has, like, confronted with, like, what he has been writing. Right. I think this is the moment, like, I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking Fabula during the play, like, it's finally starting to dawn on Fabula, like, what is happening, and this is the intermission, intermission confrontation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and where is this taking place? Uh, this is taking place in the dressing room, and back in the dressing room area. Yes. Where Which we, is where, the manager's office. We're stumbling into the manager's office, I think both limping? Yeah. Just, oh, God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's fine. It's, wow. Okay, so, um, Francois? This is about the, this is about the trap doors, right? No, not this time. This, my leg, is about the trap doors. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. To be perfectly honest, I'm a little nervous going into act two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Sure. Um... With, with how my leg feels right now. Um, so, uh, act one. Those, uh, those rewrites. They, yeah. So, They're great, right? So, act one. Those rewrites. <laughs> um, at some point, we stopped using the character name Roy. Did you notice a few back t- times back there it said... Francois in the script because I did notice that you did just go ahead and write Francois in the script. <laughs> Typos. Opening night. <laughs> yeah, okay. Live theater. This is your handwriting. Also, it says Fabula. Yeah, my, my character's name also switched at some point. Huh. In fact, kind of the entire um, characterization of my character sort of went from like the puck narrator thing to like uh, the, the Helena type thing where, like, I've just stopped being, like, the lead and I've thought, been more I like the I thought we had talked lead. about freeing ourselves from Shakespeare, but continue. Okay, yes, but I just feel as if... I feel as if this has gone more in the realm of fan fiction, but, like, real life. Discuss. Okay, all right, all right. You caught me. It's time for a heart-to-heart, professional-to-professional. Yep, this all so, feels really professional. So, do you remember when we were talking about motivation? Yeah. See, part of what I learned at theater camp in France right. was about observation and about learning what's happening behind someone's actions. It's the sign of a great actor. Uh-huh. <coughs> and when Sorry. you had talked about, like, it, it's a little... Is it smoky? A li- yeah. Sorry, you were talking about your very prestigious. Yeah, yeah, of right. No, it's wow, it's hot. Um, anyway, listen, this is I must be a little flustered because when you were talking about like yeah, I guess I'm flustered too. It chicken, is really hot. Wanting the chicken and loving the chicken and sitting next to the chicken in social studies. Yeah, uh, I kind of remembered that like I sat behind you in so well behind and to the right of you in social studies, and yeah. like. You know, you were saying about how, like, important and powerful the chicken is. And, like, I am senior script supervisor. I mean, I wasn't at the time. Well, you but, like, you were not at the time. I knew I was going to be. Uh, hold on. Okay. Maybe I'm just kind of losing it because, like, it does feel like my body is losing oxygen a little. What is going uh, on here? But... Did you think I was talking about you? Weren't you? 
I most certainly was not. Oh my God, Francois. No, I'm, oh my God, oh my God, you weren't, you were no. talking. Francois, it's about Jamie. Oh, that, you were They're literally, really you were They're literally really next. handsome. You were literally, literally next to them. immediately next to them in social studies. I was right behind them. Yeah, but you can't tell them. <laughs> uh, fire? Yeah, oh shoot, we better, oh gosh, Fi- we better tell someone. Uh, okay, let's run, let's run, let's yeah, run. Yeah, 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 run, 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 run. Right, before we shout the word fire inside of a restaurant oh, for my, real. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you for that. This is CJ with the safety alert. Don't do that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, that's definitely a black dice for Francois. That is a Fran- black die for Francois. All right. Great. Which so. brings us to our aftermath. Aftermath. So how we're going to do is we're going to roll all the dice in front of each character. I'm going to swap this out for a black dice so I can keep track. I think in the aftermath, um, the die color doesn't matter. Oh, doesn't? Oh, yeah, okay. it switches out at that oh, point. Oh, all right. Yeah. It does matter in, like, the more three to four player thing. Got it. But, okay. like, we sort of lost the meaning on that one besides just, like, deciding it went poorly or well. Okay. Jamie has a two black. Favola has an 11 black. Yeah, you are going to subtract the black from the white. Because, yeah, you want... Right, uh, so three minus two. Jamie so has yeah, two black. black. two. Black uh, two and... Black 11. Black 11, yep. Uh, I've got a white four, and a Tina has a, a white, a black one. Right. Uh, high numbers are very good, so things are going to go very well for Fabula. Yeah. Low numbers are very bad, so I don't think things are going to go well for Tina or Jamie. Nor should they, honestly. No, I don't think they should. All right. Let's go to our aftermath. All right. We have a result of... Um, so let's start. Let's let's start with Fabula, and we'll work our way towards zero. Sure. Because zero is a. Can oh, I, I read Fabula's? Yeah, please. Great. So a black eleven gets Fabula, pretty good. All things considered, you're coming out of this smelling like a rose. You're a little better off. Maybe you got the girl, or maybe you just didn't get caught. So what do you think happened? What's Fabula's like happy ending here? I think we're gonna figure that out in the aftermath. All right. Um, so Francoise is a white four. Is a white four, which is bitter. You know what it's like to be utterly crushed, casually brought low, forced to eat your own words, and stand mute and powerless before your enemies. They gloat, and you are helpless. Wow, Good. that's the on correct point. result. All right, and then Jamie is um, black two. Black two, brutal, brutal wounds, wounds that never heals. Stuff sawed off, blown off, or burned off on your way to the grand ignominious failure. Kiss whatever you care about. Goodbye. You may not. You may die, but you may not. Ooh. Might be a little dark for this story for me to die, but it's, and, I'm going to do the high school equivalent of die, probably. And uh, Tina got a white wa- or a black one. Horrible. Probably dead. Okay. Other people, probably innocent people are as well. There is no justice, mercy. Everything is painfully screwed, and all of it is your fault. Hey, did we kill people IRL? Oh no! I All don't. Right. I don't think anyone has died. Yeah, I, I think we have. I think we have like high school standards. Lives, of, lives are probably ruined, but I don't think anybody's dead. Yes, lives are ruined. Restaurants are ruined. It feels right. like people died, but I don't think we actually go to like the second degree murder. So now we're going to have one. This is statement uh, a di- uh, per die associated with the character. So each character will have two. This is statements, and then we will end the game. Yes. All right. 
Um, do we want to go in all, what order do we want to go in? Let's, um, let's start here. Let's go, let's start here. Go, let's do, let's do Francois, Fabula, Tina, Jamie. Okay, got it. So Francois, uh, got, Francois has to play out the rest of this play with constant scenes of unrequited romance and is constantly reminded of what is happening before him. All right. This is Francois continuing this absolute, just colossal mess of a show. But monologue actually, after monologue. But giving perhaps the best performance of her life, maybe because of the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, is, this is Tina discovering the entire kitchen on fire. This is Tina discovering and like bursting through like the front, like the front stage door. Ironically, through a trap door directly on their queue. This is Jamie remembering that they had left their backpack in the kitchen. Oh no. Uh, this is Francois. Uh, this is Francois, like locking eyes with a with a talent scout halfway, like half, like near the end of the play, and they are currently looking at their check during his big monologue. Hmm. This is Fabula meeting with the talent scouts immediately after the show because that's how soon they wanted to speak to her. Surrounded by fire trucks. Surrounded by fire trucks. Fabula is wrapped up in like one of those like trauma blankets, but also like speaking very em- emphatically to these uh, the uh, talent scouts. This her is, future looks bright. This is Tina getting a hand on her shoulder talk from Roy and not being 100% certain if she's been fired. <laughs> but then the police show up and she's like, oh, yeah. Um, oh, wait, no, she's not actually responsible. I guess she's not fully, res- she's not responsible for the fire. So yeah, this is her, no- this is her being pretty sure that she's been fired, but not 100% sure. This is Jamie with the full knowledge that they probably did in fact cause this, but an even worse fate has become of them because this show did not reach its conclusion. They cannot put this on their resume. Oh no. And that is fiasco. That was so much fun. Thank you so much for playing this game with me. Thank you. I had a blast. So real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? Uh, you can find My Gay Agenda at www.mygayagendapodcast.com. We are on iTunes. We are on Facebook. We're on Patreon if you want to give us money. We're on Twitter.com. Listen, listen to us. www.mygayagendapodcast.com. And Twitter.com. And Twitter.com. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. This was an absolute delight. Thank you so much to Thirsty Dice for hosting us. Thank you so much to everyone. Thank you so much to the Everything is Awesome uh, Comedy Fe- the Headstrong Comedy Festival. Thank you so much to the Headstrong Foundation. If you'd like to, do- to donate, go to bit.ly slash headstrongfest. Thank you to our sponsors, Joe Giuliani Photography, Fireball Printing, Crude Humor Studios, Steel Empire, who for running sound, uh, our, ve- our venues, Thirsty Dice, Milk Boy, Tattooed Mom, uh, That's Entertainment, Tellist, and, the, of course, the Headstrong Festival. 
My name is Jeff Stormer. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find the show at partyofonepodcast.com. You can find me on Twitter at partyofonepod. You can like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash partyofonepodcast. Uh, join our Discord community at bit.ly slash partyofonediscord. Uh, support, support my work on Patreon at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. Uh, if you'd like to come on to the show. What? Say again? What? What did I say? That'll be a treat for later. Uh, I don't remember what. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Too late now. Um, if you'd like to come on to the show, ch- uh, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like enjoyed this show, check out All My Fantasy Children, a podcast on the One Shop pa- uh, Podcast Network about character creation, storytelling, and world building in tabletop role-playing games. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. Music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran featuring the D&D Sluggers. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are powerful, defiant, radical racks of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. We did it. We did it. A whole fiasco. A whole fiasco. Woo.